Thank you so much for listening to The Geek and the Scribe. The Geek and the Scribe is a podcast commenting on pop- popular culture through the lens of gender and race, hosted by my sister, Shayna, and myself, Jamara. I am your scribe. Shayna, say hello. Hello. And I am your geek. Yes, Shayna is our, our resident geek. And this week we're going to do a quick, uh, we're going to do a quick sister check-in. So this is a sister check-in for us. And now by listening, you have become one of our sisters and we're using sisters loosely as a non-gender binary oppressive term, but just as family. So Shayna, how are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good other than, you know, melting like a snow cone in Phoenix. Oh my gosh, the weather literally went from like October 27th to like July 22nd oh, in one day. Yeah. Like, it, like I, I, I hope people can appreciate this. We live in the Northeast. Um, we have very, very extreme weathers in between the season. I mean, it's pretty... You're being very polite. It's pretty much just some bullshit. It's pretty much just some bullshit, right? <laughs> I mean, what's worse, this um, schizophrenic spring we've had, or the um, hundred plus what inches of snow last year? So remember, this time last year we still had snow places. <laughs> for our, for our listeners, just so they know, so I when we record this podcast, I record from Brooklyn, which is where I live, and then Shayna is in Boston. Uh, in Dorchester where she lives. So yes, the weather is crazy, but I will admit because I am more South (laughs) um, between the two of us, um, you know, New York weather actually isn't, isn't too bad. You know, it's nothing like the new England foolishness that I've grown up with and lived through. So um, it's, I think, I think it's been warmer here a little bit longer, even though we did have like some drab, some drab days. So anyway, it makes a difference. Yes. Sorry, Shana. It really, no, it truly does. I, I like. I love the fact that our weather is so crappy sometimes that we actually have a colloquialism to go with it. Yay! Yay! Remember, if you don't like the weather in New England, wait a minute. Yeah, so we're not going to wait a minute right now. You know what, though, I heard on NPR once that that phrase is actually used in pretty much every city across the country. Um, Like, like, it's really funny. Like everyone wants to like lay claim to their weather being more uh, bizarre and erratic than everyone else's. I also saw this really cool story. uh, uh, I heard this really cool story on NPR, one of their shows. And they were talking about, there's this famous um, day in weather. And I think it was like, I don't know. I feel like it was like in Kansas city where it literally went from summer 90 degrees to like snow in July. Yeah. That's some, (laughs) like, I, 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 it is one thing to appreciate that weather really can do anything at any time, but it's a whole nother thing to actually be out in it or like our 80, almost 80 degree Christmas we had this year. Yeah, exactly. And then, like the following week, it was twenty degrees. Yeah. So actually, three days later, it was like twenty degrees. <laughs> Went through all the seasons in three days. 
Yeah, I don't really know. I mean, I always, I always say that that uh, the American South and racism must have been really bad to motivate people to move north. <laughs> Because, you know what I mean? Like, you have to deal with some real bad stuff, some real hard times to, like, transplant yourself into cities where it's essentially cold all the time. And, like, you're a person of color and you get no vitamin D, like, 75% of the year. You're all deficient. And, you know what I mean? Like, you have snow. Yeah. And, anyway, it the South must have been real bad. For all those black people to be like, we're going north. You know what? But that also begs the um, question: Was the cold in the northeast so bad that 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 people were willing to brave western expansion, which would include mudslides, tornadoes, and earthquakes? No, that's true. I mean, there. I don't. I mean, I'm no historian, but I'm, there were a population of of black people who did move west. I, I imagine that had to have happened, right? Um, but can you imagine how different all of our lives would have been? At least ours, because our family is from South Carolina and then moved up the East Coast, landing eventually, at least our branch landing eventually in Boston. But, like, think about how different our lives would have been if they had gone west and we ended up in, like, Arizona or California or, like, even just, like, western Texas. Hmm. We'd be tanned all year. They should have just said, fuck it. We're going to Mexico. (laughs) They should have. And and then we'd just be. I don't know. Mexico win because during the Western expansion, Mexico isn't what Mexico is now. It was actually a little larger. I don't know. They should just like went there and just built a fence around it. And just like no one can come in. Kind of how we do to the Mexican border now. This is a fantasy. This is an alternate fantasy, Shannon. This isn't actually based. <laughs> okay. It's not actually based on any real history or accuracy. I don't know. My, my imaginative musings. I feel like everywhere has its drawbacks is the thing, though. What, yeah. What, I just want, maybe that's why I'm, I, I don't even think about leaving nor- the Northeast because I'm used to these natural disasters. I'm comfortable with these. I know what to do when there's snow. I know what to do when there's a hurricane. I know what to do when there's a flood. I do not know what to do if there's an earthquake. I do not know what to do if a tornado comes other than to bend over and kiss my butt goodbye. So. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, all I know about tornadoes is essentially the Wizard of Oz. And even Judy Garland didn't really get through that very well. So that's not the best guide for me. Yeah. All I, all I know is Man of Steel lied to us. You should not go under the underpass. It's the most dangerous place you could go. <laughs> <You must die. laughs> I feel like in every like natural disaster movie and possibly every alien invasion movie, they always go to the underpass. Yeah. I'm like, why? I'm like, don't go, don't go to the Lincoln Tunnel. That's not going to help you. Like, like Independence Day. Everybody burns in that tunnel, but the black chick, her son, and the dog. Yeah, it's not good. That, there was a movie with um, Ben Affleck and J-Lo. Um, I think that was another alien movie. Anyway, everyone always wait, goes wait, to wait, Independence Day. No, 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 no. No, wait. Yeah. Was it J-Lo in that movie? With Ben Affleck? Wait, okay. No, maybe. Who, who was the wife? There was a Ben, ben Affleck was in a movie. Not just a movie, but yeah. um, 
it was like a natural disaster or alien movie. No, really, I'm it happened. Trying to think. Man, thank God for Wikipedia. All right. Uh, and my very. Hold on, hold on. I'm not making this up. I'm like I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm trying. I'm. Th- I'm like I am like. S- script. Armageddon. Oh, okay. I'm like you threw me off with the aliens. That was, well, wasn't that it, was, it was some Tyler? No, then maybe it was another one. And they're, I'm not sure there was an underpass, but they were bouncing around in space in a whole lot of non-science on an asteroid. Well, I remember he was like this, like working class guy, and they were like oil drillers, right? So that is the movie Armageddon. Yeah, okay, where they anyway. go in space. There weren't any aliens. That was all. Well, I said like sci-fi. Yeah. And- or possibly alien. I can't I, actually remember. I just remember the scene where he like comes home and then like essentially the sky is falling and he like runs out. You know what I mean? Like he has a kid, I think. And or no, there's no kid. There's no kid. Mm-hmm. I, I think you. What movie am I confusing? Okay, you know what? I'm gonna stop talking right now. <laughs> okay. And and this concludes our show for the day. Uh, thank you for listening to Geek in the Sky. Okay, the show the show's not really over. No, there was a movie. There was a movie, guys. Oh. I'm not making this up. I have a visual photo memory and Okay, give me more. Like Okay, you know what I'm doing? Okay, I just realized what I'm doing. I I think I am collapsing. Um Geely and Armageddon. Mm-hmm. Possibly, because I can emphatically tell you J Lo is not in Armageddon. But she's in she's in Geely or whatever. She or is in Geely. Giggly, as I would prefer to call it. Oh, uh, that movie was such a misstep on everybody's part. Because wasn't he? Was he like a? Which one was he like a working class guy? Because I remember he was like having trouble at work. He was like having trouble at work. Um, <laughs> Well, I'm, not, I'm not making this up. I well, promise. Dude, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be with you. I Now, I've seen Armageddon. I've seen it many times. What you call it? That song, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, is one of my husband's favorite songs. Like, I know that movie. Gili, I did not watch all of. So I can't speak too much. But I do know Gili is supposed to be that Ben Affleck plays a, like, kind of like a mob errand boy. And... He's on like some sort of mission or on some job for the mob. Um, Jennifer Lopez's character is along for the ride because she's, I think, supposed to be like a hidden person. Mm. See, yeah. th- this is this is why you are our resident geek. That's why I'm just the scribe. But it, so the real truth, why do I? I, ha- I feel like I must. This is gonna, yep. Mic check. One, two, one, two. Um, I feel like I must have some sort of inner hatred for Ben Affleck because I feel like I always go off on him. Because in my mind, here's the real answer. In my mind, Ben Affleck has only made one movie ever. And what movie would that be? I just put them all together. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) So it it was like Goodwill Hunting slash Lee slash... That's so oddly unfair, just because I know for a fact you like Matt Damon. 
<laughs> and it's like you totally disregarded the other half of the team. I know that's fucked up, right? <laughs> it is. Like I actually need a therapy session to work through why that happens like, for me. Like, why are you so? Why are you so passively aggressively mean to Ben Affleck? What did he do? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna work through that. All right, I mean, let's read. Was it because he made Daredevil? Was that? No, you know what? I'm I'm not even hurt by Daredevil. Or really? That was also pretty terrible. Force Maybe of nature, that was kind of bad too. Yeah. I don't know. I'll work through it. I will spend some time reflecting in my journal this weekend and I will say, Dear Journal, what is it that about Ben Affleck that just makes your mind go blank and you just think he only did one movie? I don't know. Like, see, your issues with him make no sense, whereas my issues with Diana Ross make perfect sense. Okay, I'm not sure how we're paralleling uh, Ben Affleck and Diana Ross. Okay, okay. I don't dislike her so much as I feel like she er, she um, ended the early rise of black film. Okay, Shana, that's a very uh, dense thesis. <laughs> so would, would you like to break down how Diana Ross essentially ruined early black film? All the evidence is there during the um, during the rise of the you know black exploitation era. But here's the thing about the black exploitation area: in there were a lot were a couple of really good movies that otherwise probably wouldn't have got made. And as the fad of black exploitation was falling out, the hope was that those couple of movies that were coming out before would still keep coming, that all black cast could be bankable. And then the whiz happened and nobody wanted black cast anymore. Oh no. Is that true? No, totally. Maybe. Like, well, you'll notice there's a big, like statistically, um, a lot of people count the Wiz as the end of the black exploitation age because it was such a terrible, terrible flop. Right. Two, two questions. There's so much here. So wait, are you including in terms of black exploitation movies? One, maybe we should define that for those who are listening who may not already have like a, including all of the Pam Greer movies though, like are, yes. is the start of black exploitation. Because think about it, black exploitation was his heyday during the late '60s to about mid '70s, and then the Wiz came out, and then it all halted. Like okay. there were other ideas for um, there were other ideas for um, like black musicals. Um, the hope that the Wiz was going to be like this door opening kind of movie that was going to give like Motown like this film industry that it was just going to do so many things but um, no because it was bad it's really bad and and a lot of what's wrong with it hinges on the placing Diana Ross in the movie when she really had no business being in there they didn't right. even want her <laughs> she I mean some power so play with a producer and got the role I mean, to be honest, like as much as I, I love The Wiz and I think the music is wonderful and um, I love, I love, obviously I love Michael Jackson and Nipsey Russell and Richard Pryor and Lena Horne, um, lots of other great people. Um, 
who who are in Lewis. I mean, the problem, the problem, the problem <laughs> is that, I mean, the way you know, I mean, Diana Ross shouldn't have been Dorothy. No, that's. Stephanie I mean, Mills. Stephanie Mills. Stephanie Mills should have been Dorothy, and she, it just—it really wasn't a great fit. But I mean, where she was in terms of her career and connections and resources, of course, she was put in the Wiz. You know, I mean, yeah, no, no, she went over Barry Gordy's head and got that role. Um, that—that that was she wanted that role, and she did what she felt she needed to to get it it was a but a question of whether it was a good role for her and everybody involved said it wasn't but she you know she didn't want to listen and she said i want it i mean i hate to say this as as a performer and as an artist and someone who's in my like i like to think early 30s uh (laughs) the the truth is yeah i'm early 30s still no i said very early only three years. Uh, okay, so I mean, the truth is, I think she, I was. My opinion was that she was too old to she play was. Dorothy. Yeah, she and, was in her thirties. And and I mean, I actually really love Diana Ross's music, and I love her. I love her voice. It, for you know, for I think Motown was the right fit for her. You know, yeah. like someone, someone like uh, like James Brown. Motown was not the right fit, right? Ooh. Because he's wild and radical, yeah. and, and is the was, was the real so controlled in Motown. It was just right, and he's the king of improv. Yeah. The king the king of you know dance and scream and shout and a whole different set. Um, really, not really aligning himself with this kind of like. Uh, political correctness and these like politeness politics of the well-groomed Negro, yeah. let's say, you know what I mean? But Diana Ross, because I mean, she, she was essentially the master of conformists in so many ways. And, and, and really that's how she made her career yeah. um, by being able to adapt to industries and really being able to try to be what people needed her to be, hey, you know? She, so she, she fit really well into Motown and really has some beautiful songs. Yeah, um, no, she was she was quite literally the first black pop princess, and that's great. I, I like, and again, I like her. I don't like all her music, but I do like a lot of her music, and I love the Supremes. But her movie and like her film career is what was always kind of a question. It's not so much that she's a bad actress; it's like. Like that movie, Lady Sings the Blues. They didn't necessarily want her for that role either, but she worked really hard to get it. Now, do I think she visibly looks like Billie Holiday? Heck no. But <laughs> she did do a good Wait, job. Can say, no. oh. Shana, can, can you say that again? You broke up a little bit. Yeah, I, 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 would. I, I could just take a breath and say it again, and then I can mm-hmm. edit it out. Okay. Um, no. Um, uh, <laughs> Do I think Diana Ross visibly looks like Billie Holiday? Heck no. But she did do a really convincing performance, and I think she totally did deserve that Oscar nod. So that was fine. I just think she should have kept trying for more mature roles and not try to pigeonhole herself into a role that literally didn't fit her. And she stole kind of the big break of somebody else. Like, there was another young singer slash actress who was about to come out. Not only that, but 
how cool would it have been for Stephanie Mills to have been famous then? She would have been like the first like openly gay pop singer. Yeah. I mean, I like, I'm all for it. I am team Stephanie Mills. Like, it, that's one of my first concerts. One of the first concerts I ever saw was the Stephanie Mills concert. And I, you know, I, yeah, I just love her. And she's so talented and she has a beautiful voice. And, but I mean, also, but I mean, to play devil's advocate um, on behalf of Diana, Ernestine, Earl, Ross, uh, (laughs) you know, I mean, capital. Capitalism is capitalism and show business is show business. So if you can hustle your, your, if you not only have some talent and can hustle yourself into a role and keep your career going, I don't know. That's not too bad. Like I can't really knock her. That's not the problem here because she did the same thing with Lady Sings of Blues and that was a good gamble for her and how it worked. This was a bad gamble. It was just a bad gamble for her. Why do that? Like you, she, I think she was really of the opinion that just because she was in it, it would be good. Because I don't understand why any other reason why she would think that she could play a role that was built for like a teenager. And I'm like, dude, you like 33 right now. So why do you think you could play a teenager? You do not look like I mean, she probably she probably was also just like pressing her agent in the industry because The Wiz was essentially like the black it movie to be in if you are black and in Hollywood. The same way, uh, well, he was in it. What's that? So what's the same way that um? What's that movie that just came out? Um, Any more um, about about Martin Luther King? Oh, Selma. Selma, right? So Selma is was the it black people you know if you're black and in hollywood you're going to be in selma you know or you know what i mean so i'm I'm sure she was just vying for her spot um as the in crowd in black hollywood i don't i mean to be honest with you the the new whiz that came out i still haven't watched it because i just don't even care so even with even with diana ross being maybe less than ideal for the choice i still prefer the original whiz because it's still better Mm -hmm. i like the new one Oh, I haven't watched it. I've seen it. I don't. I didn't have the stomach. Um, the the girl loves it. She they have it on Hulu. <laughs> yeah, no, I know it's in the queue. It's I just haven't like the thing. I just haven't. Like, my God, the girl who plays Dorothy, her voice is a powerhouse. She has a great voice. I have seen her. I have seen her sing. She's really talented. Like it was this great clip of her singing with Stephanie Mills because obviously Stephanie Mills is in it too. She plays A and M. And I was like, oh, I, I had a tear because she was singing home. And I was like, the female singing home is the best thing ever. Oh, well, maybe that's encouraging. Maybe I'll actually watch it. Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, it's a stage production and it looks like a stage production, but it was a good stage production. Okay, maybe I'll watch it. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe end of the year, third quarter resolutions. Uh, I'll get See, around to it. That's one of those movies I wish they redo. What? The Wiz? Mm-hmm. I think they just redid it, Shayna. Well, no, they did a, they did a televised stage <laughs> production of The Wiz. I would like to see them do the movie over with like cool effects and actually make um, Oz colorful. That was one thing that actually kind of always bothered me from The Wiz 
is that when we saw Wizard of Oz with Judy Garland, when you go into Oz, it's that beautiful experience of everything all of a sudden being in color and all that brightness and the richness of the um, scene. And when Dorothy gets to, to Oz and the Wiz, it's, it looks like a dirty playground. Um, and it's really dark. And the color palette and the whole thing is like really dark colors, um, really not very vibrant colors, very flat colors, shadowy, grays, browns, that kind of thing. But not like the color I was expecting to see in Oz. That's all. Well, as a uh, as a Judy Garland fangirl and as a Wizard of Oz original fangirl, all I can say is they better step up their game because The Wizard of Oz is one of the greatest books and one of the greatest movies of all time. And that's where I stand on that topic. It is a it is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know I love the Wiz, I love the music, and I really love Nipsey and I love Michael Jackson. Um I though I really love The Wizard of Oz. I just think it's I think it's a wonderful um it's a wonderful story. Oh. And I thought it was I thought it was well done. Oh oh no, that was so. a Oh, did you know when we saw The Wiz, the play version, that was the um, original guy that played the lion? Uh, no. Yep. And, and, well, we also saw Stephanie Mills, but... <laughs> yeah, that was also, let's just for audiences, that was also, what, 25 years ago? Yes, when it was still <laughs> kind of appropriate her, for her to play a teenager. <laughs> Tiny as all crap. Just, well, I'm just saying also, like, why that person would still be alive and not elderly. Well, no, no. I'm saying he's the original. He was the original line from, sorry, the Wiz stage production, I should say. It uh, yeah, because I was like, um, pretty much everyone who's in the Wiz is dead right now. Um, the Wizard of Oz. Must well, definitely, definitely the Wizard of Oz, but certainly well, also, the, Wiz, the Wiz also. Michael Jackson... Lena Horn. Oh, yeah. Well, no, Diana Ross is still alive. Well, Diana Ross is still alive, is, but I'm I'm just saying that's. Is Dizzy Russell dead? Did he die? Might be. Richard Pryor certainly is. Oh no, the guy who played the lion. I do believe he's still alive. Oh no, Nipsey Russell's still alive. But I mean, wait a minute. He's born 1918, though. So yeah, he. Someone check on Nipsey. Oh, <laughs> someone check on Nipsey. Nipsey's the same age as Grammy. Yes. So oh. for our listeners, our grandmother was born in 1918. So she was born the same year as Nipsey Russell. Yeah. She is not alive, though. No, she's not. But look, another, another one of our relatives born in the same year is like someone who's applicably famous to us. Yes. Our mother is born the same year as Prince and Michael Jackson. And Madonna. And Madonna and everyone else who was born in 1958. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy all right Shannon what else do you have going on this week uh you know what for once nothing <laughs> but um actually I've had a interesting couple of weeks the wrap-up of May was a busy time for me and a lot of stuff happened one cool thing though I got to do is I got to watch the breakfast club with my daughter and my niece and they had never seen it before it was really cool to see somebody watch it with fresh eyes mm. uh, so uh, one um, 
So you're talking about the Breakfast Club, the movie. Yep. Right. By John Hughes. And by Johnny, thank you. The setup. And what was there? How did they like it? I mean, that's also one of my favorite movies of all time. And the soundtrack is one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. So what did the children think of my favorite movie? They loved it. Like, I I wasn't sure if they would, because you know how, you know how kids are. <laughs> like, my um, nephew all the time is always telling me how my music is not good and whatnot. It's talking about how Jason Derulio is wonderful and I kind of want to hit him. But this was cool because they both sat down and watched it and were wrapped in it from beginning to end. As soon as that Simple Mind song came on in the beginning, they were in it. Oh my gosh. That song, whenever, like, so one, I can't, Every time I watch The Breakfast Club, it's as if I want, haven't seen it before. And so I always want them to be best friends at the end. Like, I just want, I'm like, no, at the end, like, you don't go your separate ways. Like, be friends. You know what I mean? Like, I always want that. And it's that song. Conviction. Yeah, exactly. And when that song comes on, I just, I just weep. Like, so it's, it's just like a good cry Uh, and I don't, I don't know what it does to me. And I I went through this really like depressive state where I almost had the words, don't you forget about me tattooed on my arm. Oh, that's deep. Yeah. If that isn't depressing, I don't know what is because I, I'm glad I didn't do it because I just feel like it would have been so much um, to process later in happier days, but it's, I love, love, love the breakfast club. Yeah, I know. They're, they're so, you know, I love that yeah. that movie still works. That even now it still works. That we can still, like that, um, that story about, you know, really finding who you are and defying labels and can you define labels. And it's just such a cool story and problematic relationships between parents and children. <laughs> and what yeah. kind of people we grow up to be. Yeah, no, it's so true. I mean, a classic John Hughes film, uh, you know, entering, uh, introducing us further to, you know, Amelia Estevez and Molly Ringwald. Uh, it's just such a good movie. And remembering how skinny Anthony Michael Hall used to be before, you know, he got all bulked up and was in the dead zone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, now I have to watch that this weekend. I got the so, Blu-ray. So I got the special features. Do you actually have a Blu-ray? Yes, I have a Blu-ray player. I too. I Yeah, I don't understand Blu-ray. <laughs> and I just never got on board. And now I've missed the wave. Mm. So Now you just download. Yeah, now I just download. And or, I'm stream. On, or stream or other things. It's fine. I'm I'm not missing out anything. All right. So Shana, this is our quick check-in for the week. Yeah. This is our this is our quick check-in. It's been a busy season, as I'm sure lots of our listeners are going to barbecues and events and festivals and um weddings and parties and graduations and all sorts of things and so um my my pearls of wisdom wisdom for our quick check-in is just to tell everyone like 
just hang in there. It's, it's, it's kind of like it's this part of the year for me is really exciting because I feel like it's like the end of the school year, beginning of summer, which yeah. feels really exciting. But it's also this crazy time of transition when you ha- like have to look at your life like, what the fuck? And I need to get my life together and I don't know what to do. And, yeah. And so uh, for anyone who's having a rough, rough couple of weeks and trying to get settled into new life transitions just hang in there i'm not going to say it gets better because frankly life is hard and being an adult is not easy so like i don't know when that gets better i don't know if it comes like after menopause or if it comes like in retirement or on your deathbed when you just don't care um i don't know when it gets better but just hang in there everyone because i'm hanging in there too (laughs) that's my inspirational talk for the day yeah that is inspirational that's inspirational all right shannon do you have anything else would you like to sing us out did you ever know oh no 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 i know a song i know a song gerard yeah hi i know this pain (laughs) oh my god why do you lock yourself up in these chains these chains can no one change your life except for you? You don't let nobody, uh, don't let nobody step all of you. That song makes me so sad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really the chorus that gets you. Well, there's like, isn't it? It's like when the the drums like. Somebody, somebody gonna make you want to turn around and say goodbye. Say goodbye. Tell them, baby, are you gonna let them hold you down and make you cry? Also, oh, I, was re- I was ready for the breakdown. Oh, don't you don't know? Don't you know? Things will change. Things will go your way if you hold on for one more day. If you hold. Yeah, I was like, it's not over. I need the chorus. I, I, was to like, I, I wanted to let you. By have the- it. Yeah, I was totally listening to um like eighties pop music earlier because it's really you know eighties pop music is damn happy by the way it's very very happy. Is it happy? I feel like it's either very happy or it's like happy on antidepressants. Yeah, no, totally. Like like stay away from like stay away from things like the Urban League when you're listening to eighties pop music. You want something happy, but oh, you know who's like the happiest pop singer ever? Amy Grant. I mean, that's because Amy Grant was just happy, isn't she? Anyway, she's just off doing her own thing. Yeah, no, I was listening to, like, back-to-back Amy Grant. I was like, man, even her sad songs are happy. Yeah, we like Amy Grant. Yeah. yeah she's, also, she's also very happy. <laughs> if you need some happy pop music, you go find you some Amy Grant. Baby Baby is an awesome song. Baby Baby is really cute. Or heartbeat, remember heartbeat? Mm-hmm. Every heartbeat belongs to you. Like, yeah, no, I love her. <laughs> okay, Shana, we're going to leave you alone so that you can sing and find your happy place. I know, I'm getting weird, but I know sometimes it's fun just to be silly. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, I want to, this time, I want to thank our, our listeners for being silly with us, and I want to thank them for listening to The Geek and the Scribe. And we want to let you know that someday somebody's going to make you want to turn around and say goodbye. But But until then, are you going to let them hold you down and make you cry? Don't you know? 
don't you know? Things will change. Things will go your way. If you hold on for one more day. Can you hold on for one more day? You know, life is tough. It can feel like another manic Monday. (laughs) Yes, it can. We would like to thank you. We're living for the weekend. Yes, we're living for the weekend. Thank you, Shane. Any other... Girls want to have fun. Any other podcasts? And done. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to The Geek and The Scribe. Hey, podcast listeners. Hey, we realized that the movies I was collapsing was Jersey Girl and Armageddon. I knew I wasn't making it up, that he was like a working class, Ben Affleck was a working class guy with a daughter. Right? I didn't make it up. Anyway, that's the real answer. Bye.